0: a lot of podcasts these days tip tippy toe around everybody's little feelings the little snowflakes are fragile but you won't get any of that crap here welcome to the mark g show From political issues, to cultural issues, to current events, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And we talk about it how we want. Melting the little snowflakes. (laughs) This is the Mark G Show. And this is Mark G.
1: What is going on, Mark G Nation? Listen. Boy, do we got a special episode for you guys today. Listen, for number one, we've been two weeks without a podcast. We've been kind of dry. Listen, I know everybody's tired of hearing my brother and I just do our gamper. Maybe you're not, but we took a little break, but we're back. We're back with a special guest. His name is Johnny Pillow, who served eight years in the United States Army, Um he had a little rough patch out in the sandbox, but he lives to tell another day. So we're bringing him in to tell us his story. He's also been a motivational speaker. Uh, he's done it onto the Air Force Base as well as uh, schools. Uh, I might be missing some stuff, but that's why he's here, so he can tell the story. So let me give him a big old welcome. Johnny, what's going on, my man?
2: Hey, how's it going, Mark? How you doing?
1: Well, you know, it's another day not in a body bag, so I'm feeling pretty blessed. How you doing? I'm blessed as well. I'd like
2: to say hello to everybody watching. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all. He's
1: being so smooth. So, Johnny, <laughs> man, so I met you over on TikTok, obviously, and you, when we first met the first time, you know, you were telling me, yo, you got to check out my story on TikTok um, and so forth, so forth. So let's jump into what's. Before we get to the full-blown story, you served in the United States Army. What was your MOS? And for those who want to know what MOS is, that would be what his job, his military occupation was. So Johnny, what was it?
2: Uh I was eleven Bravo. That's infantry. Um, that's just your basic soldier. You know what I mean? You were the grunt. Um, yeah, yeah. Um my time in I, I did a couple of different things um that didn't really that weren't really my job, but on the job training is very real and you just learn to adjust fire and make it happen.
1: Gotcha. All right. So um, Johnny, during your times of service, you've had one deployment or two deployments underneath your belt. Over one
2: one deployment.
1: One deployment. Okay. And yeah. uh, the year you deployed, I kind of want everything to come through. You was that on your in the phone that went off? No. That was oh, that must have been me. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I will fix my studio, you guys. Maybe I've got. <laughs> um. So, one deployment underneath your belt, and you served eight years. So was it close to the end of your um, uh, time served is when you got deployed.
2: Uh, so when I joined the army, I was only 17. Okay. So when I got out of training, I mean, I was fresh 17 when I joined. So when I got out of training, I wasn't 18 years old. So my, the first duty station I went to my unit deployed and I stayed behind because you can't deploy to a foreign country unless you're 18. Um, and then my, I got PCS to my second duty station and that was when I got deployed, um, 06. So now before that, uh, in 05, I was a first responder to hurricane Katrina Okay. with the 82nd airborne. Yeah. So that was, oof.
1: So let's talk yeah. about that, you know, so we got a little bit of time to record here. So you <laughs> deployed out and did um, service out during Hurricane Katrina doing um I guess search and rescue missions out in, out there. Um, how was that?
2: Um, it was a disaster. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to describe. I mean, I guess the term anarchy would come to mind um, like true anarchy because, all emergency services were gone. They're suspended, there's no police, there were no firefighters, there were no ambulances, there was nothing. It was just complete and utter chaos. And when we got there, we, we met resistance from some of the people um, that had bad intentions but we actually met more resistance from some of the political leaders there to where they didn't want us to go through certain places or go like the superdome for instance we weren't allowed to go into the superdome for a period of time like they they had it filled up but they wouldn't let us go provide emergency services to the people because of what was going on inside. And they said that it wasn't, like, they couldn't figure a way for us to get in there and help without there being too many problems. So we had to wait it out until everything, the dust settled, and then we were able to go in and start getting people out. And it just, yeah. Um, there There was a period of time while I was there that I had to do cleanup, you know what I mean? So that was no fun. Right. Um, yeah, obviously I'm not gonna really elaborate. I'm sure everyone can kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, just, just seeing the people and the time that they had to go through with that, it, it really broke my heart and (coughs) excuse me. So
1: sorry, no worries.
2: Um, I remember going, like I was sent up to the joint task force area where all the chain of command were um to go assist with something. I don't remember what it was, but I remember I'm um, I there was an air air hanger with a bunch of kids in it. And they were all orphans at that point. Like, you know, so they were trying to figure out what, you know, how are they gonna get these kids into, you know, homes and into the hands of people that can help them. Um and I just remember I'm like, guys, what what are we doing with the kids? And they're like, well, we don't know what to do with them. I'm like, put a movie on, you know, you guys have electricity and televisions, you know, put a movie on, get them some snacks some Capri sun something. But it just that, that affects me more than some of the other things that I may have experienced, um, because those were my people. And, you know, there was only so much that I could do because I'm I'm not trained for medical, you know. I did have to assist in that, but I didn't know what I was doing. So Right it's limited.
1: Yeah, no. Especially when you're you got the basics first aid, trained by the military and, and that is what you're able to cover and when you when you're serving on a stateside level, it's completely different versus when you're on the overseas level. So Definitely get that. Um, just want to let you know, you've got a pretty good following sitting over here on social media. We've actually got, looks like uh, someone wants to say, I just want to let you know that Chad just lo- Oh, sorry. So it looks apparently I've got chat now opened up over on the wisdom app. Sorry. So we've got, we've got multiple platforms broadcast Johnny. So if you ever see my eyes veering, it's not that I'm not listening. Uh, we are running We've got comments going over on Facebook uh, saying my Houston homie by Teresa Tone popped up over here. Uh, Savage. We got King Waltzy. Yo, bro. Love the stream. Are you still a furry? What? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, you know, we got different people talking over here. Uh, we got TikTok. We also got the uh, wisdom app, which is a, a new phenomenal app that I learned to broadcast the podcast on. So well, if you're a furry, I'm a furry, right? I, I guess so, man. Well, I, I don't know what I think what I think I streamed once using a furry thing. So that, that's kind of interesting. Um,
2: I'm here for it. Right? I'm here for
1: it. <laughs> but man, so I, I want to get down to it. So you just recently came on TikTok as of a month ago from what you and I were talking about just recently on the phone and, and you're blowing up a little bit. I mean, you're rocking a, a X amount of followers right now. So you're climbing up there in the ranks of the following Um, but your, your main thing on social media from what I'm gathering is to get your story out there and tell people that, Hey, bad things can happen, but you need to push on and, you know, things happen for a reason. You and I were having that discussion a few days ago, actually, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, so don't take everything as a negative, but turn into a positive and push forward. Um, I want to work on that. So let's fast forward to now. Here you are in your deployment. Uh, you were deployed in Iraq.
2: Yes, Iraq.
1: Okay, so you're over in Iraq, um, and from what I gather from the material that I read, is you were in a convoy, uh, convoy at the time when your unit was hit by an IED. Um, Correct. Okay. Uh, and this is when you suffered your injuries if you could just elaborate so everybody on the, that's listening right now if you don't mind just uh, you know kind of go ahead and tell that story now um and we'll go, move forward after that
2: uh well so i uh i uh i sorry no take it um time, man. When we we were staging to leave Um, And I noticed that one of my soldiers was not alert and he was on the turret, which is on top of the Humvee, which is in my opinion, the most important job of any man on the Humvee because they have eyes on the outside of the vehicle. And if, I mean, even the split second of warning because we all have radios in our ears so we can all hear each other somewhat, obviously he's No, we're not able to hear him as well. But even a split-second warning can save everyone's life. So knowing, seeing that he wasn't getting sleep, there were a lot of things bothering him. I decided as the TC, which is the truck commander, the, the person in the passenger seat of the vehicle that makes the decisions for the truck, I decided to put him in the medic seat. And I had the medic sit in my seat. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. So um when we headed out I was in a different place than what I was supposed to be. Now we're traveling and I'm I sit up a little higher than uh maybe I should have been. Um, but that allowed me to see some, someone running off in the distance, which hyper I just, you know, I stood up to try to get a better look, and that's when it went off. So realistically, that's kind of what saved my life, um, was standing up, because it allowed me to exit a lot easier from the percussion. And the only shrapnel that I got came. I have a scar that's about from here to here, um, and it's about about that wide, about like that. Um, that's the only um, shrapnel that I received at all. What what really messed me up was that I landed on my head and shoulder, and you know your back and hip, everything just kind of twists into this funky position and. Um, I was medically evacuated from where we were at to Baghdad International Airport. And from there, I was flown to Landstuhl, Germany. Mind you, I was unconscious this entire time. Um, Once I got to Landstuhl, they put me in a, a hospital bed, and i i woke up i don't i don't know how many days later i don't know if it was the day that i got there or a couple of days later i'm not sure i just know i woke up there um and i was really freaked out cuz you know i was just in iraq and now i'm in a hospital so and my half my body was wrapped up in gauze like like half my body looked like the Michelin man literally <laughs> so um about two weeks sorry did you want to
1: no no go ahead man no no i thought you had a little i I was just trying to help you fill it up a little bit so
2: so two weeks into being at launch they flew me to walter reed and once i was at walter reed because i was uh I'm from Texas. They went ahead and sent me to Fort Hood because they had just stood up a Wounded Warrior unit at Fort Hood. So I was at Carl Donnell Hospital for several months, and then I was. They did s- several surgeries on me, um, and once I felt like I was able to kind of move around a little bit. Um. I, I started visiting home. Um, and uh, it it took me, because I was at Fort Hood for a year and a half recovering from the physical stuff, which it, it my recovery didn't end there physically. That was just like the bulk of it. They were they sent me to the VA for the rest of my physical care which included several more surgeries and um years and years of i mean i had to do speech pathology for several years um i i'm still doing physical therapy um i i got a traumatic brain injury um so like with that you know i look i look like everything's fine and i i feel like everything's fine especially comparatively to m- some of my other brothers and sisters but the the thing with brain injuries and post traumatic stress disorder is they they both have the exact same symptoms and so when you have a combined cuz so i'm 70% tbi and 70% PTSD. So it's literally a 50 50. So I never know what's going on, really. Um, I ended up at the VA. Um, I, I was involuntarily admitted to the psych ward at the VA, just because they felt like I was Not taking like I was starting to have the kinds of behavior that they noticed, you know what I mean, in PTSD and brain injuries and stuff like that. And they wanted to get a jump on it. And I didn't understand at the time. And I was a little bit, you know, not really because when I was in the army and I'm not going to go too, you know, deep into, you know, my treatment in the army or what I was made to do. right? Um, But I will say I was told not to complain about anything and just to suck it up and drive on. Just keep on going. Do the mission. That's all that's important is the mission. You're not important. So also just a quick piece of information. Um, And some of you may not know what I'm talking about here, but while I was at Fort Hood, I was at Fort Hood from 07 to 08. Um, My psych doctor was named Major Hassan. So I'm not going to say what he did, but if you're interested in understanding a, a little bit more about the uphill battle that I've had, my first ever site doctor that I was supposed to trust his name's major Hassan. And you can see what happened there.
1: That's a basic Google search. You guys will pull up all the information on him.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't want to, you know,
1: no, no, that's fine, man. It's
2: just, it's, (laughs) it's real. That was my first ever experience. So like, I don't trust, you know, doctors and it's not a reasonable thing because most doctors are there to help you so i was already going through a lot and then there's that you know
1: right and that takes your trust and and takes it and throws it out the window just figuratively speaking and so after major hassan obviously you got a new doc um and from there excuse me. of you. course trying to build that trust with that doctor so
2: i ended up in the va's national trauma center the like the the granddaddy of them all um in palo alto and menlo park in california um and they said that i had to leave and go back to the psych ward because I wasn't I wasn't ready for treatment that I was still too aggressive for treatment which I didn't understand cuz they didn't explain anything to me they just told me that and told me to go back to the psych ward well there was there's always a active duty soldier working at every VA and the one that worked at the VA in Palo Alto came and was like no you're not going to stay here you don't belong in the psych ward you belong with other guys like you so i was sent to the pathway home in napa california yontville but it's you know yontville is a small small suburb of napa
1: right
2: um now i met a lot of wonderful people in napa um everybody the rotary club gave their time i don't know if you know tug mcgraw was i do not know okay tug mcgraw was a pitcher for the phillies he's also tim mcgraw's dad he uh died of brain cancer so his foundation sponsored me to go to the pathway home they paid for you know my time there all my uh, therapy everything um and they you know what I mean? They got me connected with a bunch of other guys that were going through the same thing I was going through. And I I feel like I made a lot of strides there. Um, Now, if you want to Google search the pathway home, you're free to, but you're gonna see the exact same thing happened after I left the pathway home that happened with major Hassan. So it's just Everywhere I've gone, that's what it's been. So, um, although I will say I got a lot of good from the pathway home and most of the people that worked at the pathway home had left just before that happened. So, you know, and again, I'm sorry, Mark. It's just, this is what's taking place. You know what I mean? Right. I
1: apologize. Don't, no, there's no need to apologize. Listen, man, we, we haven't crossed any barriers like you and I talked about before, and when I feel as if it's going to, I will pause the conversation. We'll swap over to the other social media profiles. Uh, but right now, no, everything you're saying is good, man. I mean... Well, if we start going like I said down to the political side of things, that's when we'll drop off of TikTok. Right. Um, but right now, you're you're doing good. I mean, you're doing phenomenal over here. Gary's going to be jumping in here momentarily. Um, he just sent me a message, so you'll I'll be introduced to my brother. Um, but so we're we're over in this program that you're talking about over in Napa. You met other individuals over there. Um, those individuals, have you stayed in contact with those individuals?
2: well there there's one particular person that i have his name's scotty scott stevenson um he was a sergeant in the army like myself um he was also hit by an id in iraq but his was much worse than mine um he was trapped inside the vehicle they used 30 gallons of diesel fuel as accelerant so um his injuries are m- much more severe than mine. He actually passed three times. Oh wow! Um, on his way uh, to being the wonderful, inspirational person that I think of whenever I, you know, am feeling a little bit. I'm like, you know what? You have people you can call. You always have people you can call. I mean that's it's a big part of why I wanted to come on here in the first place is because we have a we have a problem in this country with uh, with people who who don't feel valued so much so that they can't continue on. And the whole the whole my whole message on TikTok and and in life is just you're worth it. And I want everyone to know that you're loved. Everybody's loved. I guarantee it. I guarantee it, someone will miss you always. You will hurt someone. It's worth. It's worth it. I've, I've been through, a lot of things. I mean, I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, it's not, it's not the nicest, you know, environment all the time. There are some dangerous parts of the city, and, you know, things happen. So. I don't want to say that my life has been an uphill battle, but when I was a lot younger, I placed a lot of stumbling blocks in front of myself and I didn't give myself any breaks when I was younger. So the main reason I joined the army was I needed discipline and I wanted I wanted a purpose. I didn't feel like I had any, any purpose for for anything. But I was wrong. And I didn't need to go to the army to figure that out. That wasn't you know, I I had value all on my own. And it took me a long time to find this out. Because you know, if you listen. uh Oh,
1: we're back. We're back.
2: <laughs> hey, Sorry, guys. I know this. Some of you guys are like, "What is he doing this, on TikTok?" This is kind of my staple. I everybody that I see, I'm like, "Hey!" So you know,
1: welcome to the Mark G Show live podcast recording, where anything can happen. Sometimes we have technical glitches in the middle, and what happened was I was in the process to make sure my brother can come in, and I hit the back button on mine, so I bounced out and I had to bring myself back in a chat.
2: <laughs> now. Was it, so it was just me basically right now? It was just you for a second. Or was it no one? No, it was okay. just
1: you for a second. So you were doing your Armstrong uh, thing there. We got uh, John Tibbetts coming in over on, looks like Facebook, uh, who's also a veteran. Wanted to say thank you for your service. I know you probably hear it all the time, but from one veteran to another with a flag over there. So
2: Hey, John, I appreciate you, bro. And you already know, to me, it was just my job so you know it's i don't need a thanks i did it because it was my job to do and someone has to do that job and i thank you for your service bro for real appreciate you all
1: right you guys uh, apparently this may not work hold on one second johnny i'm sorry guys apparently we are going to go ahead and shut these screens off and we (laughs) are going to go like this all right there we go hey Hey, what's going on? All right. What's happening? <laughs> so Johnny, this is Gary. Gary says, Johnny, I'm not sure if you were listening while you were waiting uh, on your way and Gary listening to the show. I got, I got
3: a little bit of it just recently. Okay. Yeah. I was, I got, I got caught up in the gym, dude. My bad. I, I got distracted in the sauna. Like I'm sitting there. Then I'm like, you know, I have something to do right now and this is not it. <laughs> so my, my apologies guys.
2: I completely understand.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Johnny, Johnny, was talking about the program that he was in, uh, where he met an, uh, an indi- individual, and you guys ended up doing speaking together, correct? This is the individual that you did speaking with?
2: That's correct. So um, when we were leaving, Scotty he said, hey, you know, I have a nonprofit. I speak. Um, we raise awareness for, you know, PTSD, traumatic brain injury. And you know i don't I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Bobby um severely burned in iraq um he's he's a super famous guy. I'm not even gonna you know short short it. He's super famous, his name's Bobby. He was also a part of tempered steel um, and so what that was is we just went and spoke in front of whoever wanted us to go speak and the Air Force. Uh, the general of Travis Air Force Base um requested that I come and speak several times uh, so it it's kind of a grandi- grandiose thing um where they treat you like a general when you get invited there by the general so like it was real weird for me um, i I often i I have to say this they give you a, a master sergeant as an aide <laughs> So, the Master Sergeant's sitting there with the little pen and notebook, and she's like, "So um what can i can I get you some coffee today? I'm like, Master Sergeant, can you go home and spend time with your family for me, please? I will get my own coffee and go home <laughs> <clears throat> so um but i i I spoke um, and it was very nerve wracking in the beginning i I mean, I think the very first time I spoke, I think I made it 15 minutes in and the general was like, all right, guys, that's enough for today. (laughs) Um, Because he could tell I was real nervous. But what what touched me was these are Air Force guys and it's it's an entire air rescue wing. I believe there's several of them. But um, these are the guys that fly us out of the fight when we get hurt. But they don't get to see us because we're unconscious, we're bandaged up. You know, They're just putting IVs in us and trying to get us transported. And when I was done speaking, the line was out the door of the auditorium. And I'm like, what? these are Air Force guys. I was just an army guy. Like, why are they lined up to shake my hand and talk to me? It didn't make any sense. So um yeah that like a lot of a lot of the things that I've gone through since leaving and a lot of the support that I've got has really made me want to let everybody know that there's support out there for everybody. I mean that's pretty much the the purpose of me coming on here, you know.
1: I appreciate So just so you know, I'm about ready to post, uh, share a comment that's uh, over on Facebook. This is from Johnny Tibbetts. It's going to pop up on the screen. This is my smart ass of a cousin, just so you know, but he's about ready to give me some shit. So we're going to pop it up on the screen. Give you a good little chuckle over here. This show should be called The Johnny Show. Mark G can't publicly speak with heart and emotion like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> This is my shit talking cousin decides to pull out his stuff. But, uh, we get it. You, Gary and I deal with John almost on a every recording basis. We, we love much. him. We love him to death. But he's one of the biggest shit talkers we have over here. <laughs> as you'll notice, John, okay. where you're speaking, I did throw you on the larger side because you are number one. The guest, so as you're speaking, we'll throw you on. Uh, if Gary so speaks, I will throw him over. It's just going to take a little more video concentration on my end to make sure that I can throw every speaker on the onto the big screen. Um, oh,
3: you don't need to throw my mug up there, bro. Oh, I will.
1: You want to see that Russo nose of yours. <laughs> so yeah, Johnny, I mean, so you went in and you spoke for the Navy. There's an article written about you. Um, I can't remember the base that 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 can happen, but you were, you were getting there uh, prior to me talking about John, <laughs> but Um, definitely feel free to, uh, keep, continue talking about the base and and the speech, why the Navy invited you out, um, to talk, uh, regards to your experience. I'll I'll be glad to hear about that as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, pretty much it was Travis air force base. Um, thank you, Savage. (laughs) Um, that, yeah, Savage from TikTok. Um, it, so it, it was Travis Air Force Base there's an article um on that that's on the Air Force website um it's also on the Air Force Wikipedia as a like a reference link um so I mean obviously I mean there's a lot of publications written about the things that that happened um and my recovery is very documented as well um because when i got hurt there wasn't a lot of people that had gotten hurt and so all the you know test therapies and and things that they were trying to figure out what works like i was kind of their guinea pig scotty was definitely a guinea pig for sure yeah and i mean he's a big influence in my life i still talk to him you know as much as i possibly can on the phone Um, we usually get together every couple years and just kind of hang out, you know,
0: right.
1: You and I were talking on the phone and we can kind of bring this up over on TikTok sides. I'm not too worried about that, but during the time when you served over in Iraq, it was during the deadliest year, uh, for the amount of deaths that we had in Iraq, as far as us soldiers go, um, you were within that deadliest year. And one of the things you were telling me, listen, Mark, everything happens for a reason. I survived this for a reason. Um, You know, so you got this strong, positive outlook on life, which I love. And and you bring that emotion with you and you bring that positivity with you over to your TikTok crowd. And I think that's one of the reasons why you are starting to gain this huge following over there and getting this family, as you would call it. And, And... let me ask you this as a veteran who's gone through this suffering from ptsd and so forth you know we we know we're using other things for medical but have you found that using TikTok in this situation is helping you as well coping with your stress and anxiety um with any matter in that fact
2: absolutely and i can say just like anybody else i was very hesitant to TikTok, I didn't want to download it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought it was a kids app, um, and I started wanting to establish a brand and and really start getting out there and and reconnecting with the veteran community because I feel like a lot of us have just kind of drifted off on our own, and we don't we don't have that. Cohesiveness that we had in you know ten years ago, twelve years ago. Um, so I I made my TikTok and I wanted to spread positivity. I wanted to show people that you can be nice because I've I was on a couple of social media sites. I don't need to say which ones, but it just it wasn't. Fun. I I didn't get a lot of positive reinforcement from anybody on there, um, so I deleted all those and I downloaded TikTok and the the support on there and the love that I've received on that app is unparalleled. I believe that me going live on TikTok has created has made me an even better person in real life. Because all I do is spread love on TikTok. That's what it. That's what the app is about. It's not about anything other than people being happy, people getting through their day. I. I, I go ahead. Sorry, I don't. Do you miss it?
1: No, no, you're fine. You keep talking. I don't think anybody was getting ready to talk unless Gary was getting ready to talk. You? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. John, this is all you, yeah. man. When, Listen, when I told man. you the show, the show was about you, man, when you when, when I wanted to get you on here. Uh, I mean, we're about ready to probably, because I can see where you're kind of going with this. We're about ready to get in some touchy subjects here. Uh, not to the point where I'm ready to kill TikTok feed yet, but we're, we're, we're going to get there soon. Uh, so you're about ready to have okay. a full ball uh, on this show very shortly. Well, we're going to have some fun talk. Okay. Um,
3: so how long you been on TikTok uh, though? How long when did you start TikTok?
2: At the um, very beginning so of TikTok I, or like No, no. I I have only been actively I've only been going live on TikTok for a month. Um I've only actually been messing with it since the end of May, I would say. So in a month's time, I've I've gained, uh, you know, over 3,000 followers. Um, but it's not even about the follower number. It's more about when I go live, people come in, Steven, I love you, Steven. I love you, Steven. See what I'm saying? I mean, this is someone that has brought me to tears because they said that me being me and them somehow stumbling across me on the old TikTok changed their outlook on life and they're doing better things than what they were doing. Now, I don't know what all that entails and I don't care. The fact is that if anybody out there can, have a you know a better outlook on life based on how i view things that's that's my life's mission you know what i mean i love stephen for that and for having the courage to let me know i love him for that i'm so glad that that happened you know sorry wrong way
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's fine uh let me just make a note for those who are listening um over on apple and spotify this show is being recorded live um so there's some stuff that you cannot see for instance the chat that comes over through the social media feeds that comes up on the screen uh and that's where jo- johnny was responding to there was a chat that came in from a Stephen a over on youtube that said your positivity changed my life johnny And and Johnny didn't give me a chance to read it. I popped it up and Johnny was like, boom, bitch. Here it is. I want to. So this is hard. No, no, no. That's good, man. Listen, it's it's all good. This is what's supposed to happen on the show. And for you all wisdom as well, please know that this show is live on a video recording as well. Um, No, man, this is what it's down to. And you and I, the reason why Johnny and I got in phone contact, folks, is we do have a show that's currently in the works. And I want to talk about a very, very emotional story. I've got a young mother, and I'm saying young. She's probably right around my age, if not a little bit younger than me. Her 22-year-old son, who has served in the United States Army National Guard, recently has become part of the 22. For those who don't know what 22 is, that is the number of 22 veterans who commit suicide on a daily basis. It's an pandemic that we have here in our own country that's not being focused on enough. Um, we're we're going to go deep diving into that when we talk to this mother. I'm not going to put her name out here yet. Um, she was going to be on the show yesterday. She ended up being in a car wreck. Um, so we're waiting for her right now to get. Um, what are recovered. the odds? Right. It's messed up, right? Yeah, um, man. But she, while she's in recovery, she is dealing with some uh, headaches that came from that stuff. So once she's done recovering We're going to schedule time, she says, maybe next week. So we'll find out from there. Um, But she will be on the show to talk about her son, talk about her, the the life that her son lived and what led up to the moments of when he took his life. It's going to be a heart-wrenching story, very touching, but it's also going to be talking on a problem that we currently have here in America. And we might get a little bit deep onto that for you all on TikTok. We may talk a little bit about that tonight as well but if we do tiktok please note that i will be killing the feed over on tiktok and if you'd like to continue listening to that conversation um make sure you follow us on youtube twitter and twitch all the link is in the bio over there uh, we will still remain live on those platforms so johnny with everybody that you've kept in contact with in that program obviously that one individual there um there's been a few other individuals that you said you have lost over this course as well from, unfortunately, the 22. Um, such a fucking shitty ass number. But let's, um, you know, positivity to move forward. What would your words be to fellow vets out there that may feel like they've hit the rock bottom and that they feel like there's no other avenue that they can take? what would be the words that you would give that veteran?
2: Reach out, ask for help, ask the biggest and the hardest thing that I have. And I still have to work on this every day. If you need help, reach out to someone and ask for it because they will help you. I promise you they will help you. Somebody will help you. I'll help you. Reach out to me. I'll help you. And and (laughs) I, I would also like to say that there have been three individuals that have called me and intended on me being their last phone call. And one of those individuals is a a sheriff. One of the other individuals runs a homeless shelter. He was homeless at the time, ironic, right? And the other individual, I've spoke with him and he's okay with me saying this is Scotty, my boy. And I'll let him tell his story, but you know, the fact that let me let me let me say this if you are struggling go to somebody and give them the opportunity to help you because the feeling that you get when you know that someone's struggling and you were able to p- just give them the little pep in their step to get right back on track like you know they're capable of doing it feels so good that I I can't put a price on that feeling. I'm addicted to making people feel good. It's why I'm on TikTok. So, yeah, reach out. Sorry, I didn't mean that.
1: No, man, that that's good. You know, that that's the words they need to hear. Let's do this real quick. I noticed your ring light kind of died for a minute. Was that what happened? You went dark over there for a second, so I didn't know if your ring light died on you. Um, no, no, no. It's no. awkward. Okay, gotcha. So let's start deep diving into some of the stuff that I know you've been dying to talk about. Um, in order to do that, we are going to kill our TikTok feed. So what I'm going to do is we're going to take a quick five. This gives time Gary to recoup since I know for a fact that he ran straight from the sun in the gym to his truck, straight down to his basement to hop on to get this live, give him a chance to go get his beverage. Um do whatever he needs to do five minutes we'll take a five minute intermission i will throw up some a uh, little stream people on tiktok i will leave the stream going for you guys with an intermission screen uh, with some background music but when we come back within five minutes tiktok feed will be going down but we will still remain on facebook youtube twitter and twitch and then johnny it's game on for you for whatever you want to talk about my brother i i know you you're ready to deep dive i know you want to get some stuff out so that's what we're gonna let it happen Sound good?
2: Love you, TikTok family. Yes, sir.
1: All right, let's go ahead and let's go get this stream. Hold on one second, you guys. Let me get it going. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick five-minute. We will be back. This gives time, Johnny and Gary, to recoup. Um, Johnny, what you'll probably want to do is obviously, while we're doing this five, is have your mic mute if you're going to be on another device so this way here people don't hear you in the background because otherwise they will still hear you actually i can mute that for you there you go your microphone's muted johnny we'll see everybody back in five minutes johnny's gonna dance away what's going on ruben voices i see you over there on um youtube you guys we're gonna take a quick five we'll be right back <laughs> yeah definitely take you take, take a minute man we'll see you in a minute all right wait all right i see gary sitting down right now we're just gonna wait on johnny uh y'all give me one second though i'm gonna go ahead and bring the branding back up i want to see if i can fix this um i want to see if i can fix this overlay issue that we're having so if y'all give me a second i'm gonna try doing this overlay real quick gary i see you there um we're still in intermission we're waiting on johnny but what i want to do is i want to see yeah, aha! I got it. Look at that shit. We're just gonna move me over here and move you up there. I figured this shit out. Look at that. I figured it out in the mid session now. But look at me now. What? Like I'm way Like I gotta fix my green screen, man. We'll wait for Johnny here. Like my green screen's way off. I'm like this floating dude. Woo! Oh, uh, you're still muted. Hold on. Let me unmute you mute there you go you're off mute I, I gotta fix my uh green my green screen here real quick while we're waiting on johnny so johnny's gonna johnny's got some interesting stuff he wants to talk about
3: i'm interested in hearing what this young human being has to say
1: john yeah, he is very young right <laughs> but he's got some uh he's got some interesting details uh as far as like ammunition that was used uh when he served um what well, well now that he used by ammunition that was given to the taliban oh what so, yeah we're, we're gonna let johnny talk about that so
3: man that's crazy just to you kind of know right like you kind of understand the grade of stuff that they have yeah free of charge baby well
1: by right, the backs of taxpayers all right it looks like johnny's coming back now folks let me just make sure he's got his audio and then we'll kill the background music and we'll, we'll get the second half of the show going johnny can you hear me hold on johnny i got you let me unmute your mic over here all right johnny can you no, hear all right me? fantastic all right guys let me go ahead and kill this background music we're back we got johnny we got gary we got myself and i fixed the boxes holy shit! all that can be <laughs> done in a quick intermission Johnny, my man. So listen, I'm going to give a quick disclaimer out. So this way here, I'm protected by a disclaimer. And then, like I said, it's game on, my man. You, you get to unrelease some stuff that you've been wanting to talk about. He's even flipping his hat, folks. This shit's about to get real over here. All right, so for everybody listening on the show over on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, please know what you're about to hear on this show is the thoughts, opinions, and views of myself, My brother, Johnny, and as well as any guests that may come on the show, it is for entertainment purposes only. Do what you want with the information and feel free to research anything that is said. With that being done, once again, entertainment purposes only, game on. Johnny, we were having a discussion not too long ago um, regards to ammunition that the Taliban was using, my man. Feel free to. That's elab- correct. Feel free to elaborate on this.
2: So, you know, obviously, before anyone deploys, there's a train up, usually a period of at least six months, sometimes longer. Um, and while you're training, you learn everything there is to learn about the culture, the enemy, everything. So you train for their weapons, and the weapons they had were. The weapons from 1996 that they were given—they were the unexploded ordinances—and um, that's what we trained for. They had—they were able to link multiple of them together and, and all that. But essentially, that's what they had. Well, sometime around oh six, oh five, maybe oh six, probably oh six. I'd say oh six. Um, all of a sudden, their IEDs were made out of NATO rounds, 155-millimeter mortar rounds. So I don't know any other way of getting NATO rounds uh, from anyone other than NATO.
1: Gary, when he told me that, I was like, oh, my brother it would love to hear something like this because... Eh. You know, from some of our conversations that we had before on this podcast, it kind of things that make you go, hmm, you know, war is a big money machine, right? Because no government makes money unless there's a war, because that's how government makes their money. If you have war, you make money. And that's why I feel as if the Democrats love to push war. Most politicians in that matter like to push war, because with war, you make money. And when he Mm -hmm. told me that, I was like, no shit okay
3: Mm, yeah you
1: know that's just it's one of those things that makes you want to put on your tinfoil hat again and kind of just sit there and go oh shit what else is going on you know it's it's mind-blowing yeah and johnny man he's a man full of a bunch of information over here he loves to do a lot of research that's one of the reasons why him and i like kind of connect a little bit because he's got a lot of shit
2: well well so scotty um the unit that he deployed with, he's still really good friend. I'm now really good friends with this whole unit, right? The, when Scotty called me, um, I had already gotten a call from his medic. I had already gotten a call from his squad leader. Mind you, his squad leader was the guy that used the fire blanket to put the fire out on him. Okay, I'd gotten a call from his, pretty much three out of the seven guys in his squad that I knew saying, hey, have you heard from Scotty? I said, no, I'll get a hold of him. Now, why Scotty? I mean, it's, it's, it's because when me and Scotty went through trauma together, it was him and I sitting in a room every day for a year and a half going over the worst things that we had ever gone through in our entire lives. There's things about Scotty that no one will ever know. There's things about me that Scotty knows that no one—he will never tell anyone. Scotty has a piece of the IED that hit him because someone—I won't say who—someone in his squad picked it up and brought it back with them. So Scotty has a piece of it at his house.
1: It reminds of what he's been through. And it's a,
2: it's a, it's, it's 155 millimeter mortar round is what, what it was. Jesus. So I, I'm, I've, I have learned to not go too far down the rabbit hole and to only stick with the things that are real. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, a lot of people don't like the fact that I say that Osama bin Laden was never charged with 911. Right? You look his name up on the FBI website. He was never charged with he was charged with the 1998 bombings, But he was not charged with 911. So, and people say, Oh, well, you know, this and that uh, they they've charged people with, you know, <laughs> it's a lot less. Right. So
1: and early in our <laughs> early in our podcast, you were talking about the first psychiatrist that you had in the military, um, and I know you're keeping it kind of safe because of the whole TikTok thing, um, Gary. I'm not sure if you heard that when you were driving home. Who his first psychiatrist was in the military? Um, no. No. So when he was stationed, when he was over in uh, Texas, it was uh, the gentleman's name again,
2: Major Hassan.
1: Major Hassan. Does that ring a bell to you, Gary? Do you remember the attacks on the base in Texas?
3: I mean, not specifically, but why? Who is so, this Hassan? Yeah, but
1: Go for it.
2: So, so when, when I was at Fort Hood, obviously they wanted me to see a psych doctor to get evaluated and get put on medication. Well, this psych doctor, his name was Major Hassan. One week after I signed my papers and left from the army. I out-processed out out of the army. He went into the soldier center, which is the out-processing center, and he shot seven soldiers, including a pregnant woman. Jesus. And then he held up his trial for years and years because he said he couldn't grow, he couldn't shave his beard. I'm like, dude, you were in the army, you were shaving every day, you were a major. Now, all of a sudden, like, uh, I, so that's why I, I don't trust psychiatrists. I don't trust, you know, I, I that's why I don't trust. How about that? Well, author- trust now. Good.
3: Authority is like a weird thing, right? Like, a th- cause they're just people. So they're going to fuck up just like everyone else, but they're just like, unfortunately their fuck ups probably come with like a lot of, you know, corruption and power to do more than like, you know, regular, regular folks.
1: Right. Yep. They're
3: absolutely. So like, that's crazy. Like they have access to shit that other people don't have access to. And like, I don't know, that's authority is like a weird thing. So that's why not trusting is understandable because they're people, you know, they're flawed. Uh, so I, I
2: have, uh, four humanitarian service medals, right? And those are like, of all the medals I have, obviously we know that I have a lot of them because I went to Iraq and I was severely wounded in Iraq. But those are my favorite because those medals are given in aiding, you know, you're helping people. And, And I love those. I like there were times in Iraq where I had to provide aid to the enemy and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Because that's my job. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I'm just here to to do whatever it is that I'm told to do right? within reason. I'm not going to do anything that's outside of my morals. I refuse. You know what I mean? I, I I got in trouble in the army several times for refusing orders that didn't make sense. It is what it is. I, I, there was a time when I lost stripes in the Army over that. Like, no, I'm not doing that. It doesn't make sense.
1: And,
4: but,
1: and, yeah. No, what I was saying, where you were just saying that, that's kind of boiled down to the story that we're going to be co- coming up with that mother um, whose son recently committed suicide was in the military. He was being threatened with a dishonorable discharge because he was refusal of the vaccine. And he was already going down a deep road. Um, He was having PTSD issues with his deployment. And when he made a call and cry for help, it wasn't there. No one helped him, not even his higher-ups. And what Johnny mentioned early, when they said, suck it up and just be a man, essentially is what they tell you, he, unfortunately, did take his own life. And we'll, we'll get more into that story, but it's just... What he was saying, like, when you don't take orders, your life is hell. And they do come at you with a fucking everything they can from dishonorable discharge. And for those who don't know, a dishonorable discharge is like having a felony on your record. You cannot Mm. purchase a firearm. It's harder for you to get a job because it's on your record. People will be like, oh, you're dishonorable discharged," and. And there's really no information for the general public on why you got a dishonorable discharge. Um, It just sticks with you. And then I think it's like a seven-year waiting period after your dishonorable discharge in order for you to apply to possibly get that changed over to an honorable or an other than honorable discharge, which is crazy. Uh, But we'll, we'll talk more about that individual with his mother when she comes on the show because... That's going to be deep. And I think Johnny was talking about, thinking about how he wanted to join in on that one um, and, and hear her story as well. But so, yeah, th- there's that too, because there's a lot of failures that we currently have in our military. We have a failure with the VA system. We have a failure of sending more money overseas to take care of other countries versus money over staying on the state side to take care of our own especially our veterans. I believe there's not enough programs provided by the government for our veterans that there should be. There is more individual nonprofit agencies out there than there is government pr- pr- uh, funding agencies to help our veterans. And that's a big issue in my, in my opinion. Uh, Cause yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Johnny's uh, suffered all this stuff. And Johnny's had to go a different route than the VA, I'm guessing, as well from what we talked how about.
3: Do the non, how do the nonprofits get money? How do they get funded? People give them money. They yeah. fundraise? They, they do fundraise. Fund, like crowdfunding or whatever?
1: Yeah, fundraising, celebrities, um, you know, businesses and stuff like that, fund these nonprofit agencies and stuff like that. That
3: shit's hard, huh? Like getting <laughs> like crowdfunding.
1: It is. Well, well, the reality of the situation
2: is, it it costs a lot of money to care for a wounded soldier. Uh, So, go ahead,
1: Johnny. It looks like we got a request coming in. Come on, let's see. Waiting for them to join in. This is their name's Frankie. It's uh, according to me. Hold on. So we're gonna bring them in. Uh, Frankie, this is Mark. Hey, How's bro. it going, Frankie? It,
4: it's yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been listening for a little bit here and, uh, I'm on your guys level with, uh, what you're talking about. I'm not a veteran, but, um, I do appreciate, um, your service by the way. Thank you. It, uh, means the world to me because it's not something I could do. I'm not wired that way. I'm, I'm kind of a nut, but not. I just don't have the skin to be able to do that. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and most importantly, I, I do understand fully what these veterans go through and what you guys are going through with PTSD. And because I, 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 do struggle with mental health myself. I have very extreme PTSD, extreme sleep disorder. Um, I've done electric shock treatment. I mean, I've gone to the, you know, distance, but I just want to give an opinion and I want to leave politics out of it as much as I can.
1: Okay.
4: I don't care about party affiliation, nothing about that. Cause when it comes down to it, it's kind of like a facts versus, you know, not, you know, not what I, what I believe. And, and this goes back to my, uh, my uncle who was in Vietnam or Vietnam, excuse me, and did five tours in the front lines. And, I never saw my uncle without alcohol in his hands ever. And, um, I think a lot of the reasons why there's no resources available still till this day stems back to that moment because really the government is stale. It's so, I mean, they haven't even changed the rugs in some of those buildings in like 50 years. So what I'm saying is, they talk a good game, but they don't follow through with what they campaign with. And and I really just believe that there is no funding, and they're sending the funding somewhere to document it, that it's not available for here, because there's still that division of people who believed and didn't believe in that war. And that's just my humble opinion, based on research I've done, based on behaviors, based on... Help! I've reached out for because you, you fellows said you know if somebody needs help just call, and and yes that is you should call somebody. But here's the kind of the hiccups I ran into. I was a volunteer EMT and firefighter for a little while, and I had uh, three guys in one week die in my hands doing CPR. Three guys, one week. One was my severely disabled brother. Oh, wow. He was forty three, wow. mentally three, so he was my baby brother. Okay, and I went and and I was one of the we had one of the busiest fire departments in our town. So we were averaging 12 or 15 calls a day, which is a lot for where we live. And um, I was up in the 70 percent response. I mean, I was very active. I mean, I loved it. After my brother died in my hands, my call percentage went down to seven or eight percent. So I was called in by the chief. And reprimanded that my call percentage needed to be put up or needed to get get up there or I would be, you know, released. And I simply said to him, Michael, I just need to take some time off. I had a really bad week, and one of which was my brother, and his response was it's part of the business, you gotta get over it. So alongside alongside my, my statement earlier that I think a lot of the reason there's a funding stems back 50 years ago. There's still a lack of education of people that are in these positions that should be providing these services. The first thing that chief should have done after the first person that died in my hands, which was a friend, a friend of mine's brother, my friend's a cop. And it was like a presidential, um, escort to the hospital, it was one of them, and he died on the way, and um, after the first, I should have been sat down, counseled, and sent to be, uh, you know, to go through like an evaluation to see if I was okay, so I think there's a lack of education, there's a lack of healthcare workers in the mental health field, or in the field you guys are discussing, and a lack of funding based on a lot of old school people that are in the political arena that still have their beef with the past. I'm not certain if that makes sense with you guys or even resonates, but that's my opinion. And I just wanted to kind of, you know, first of all, thank you guys for what you're doing. You know, if there was more of us, you know, a better world, but, um, I appreciate, um, your topic and, I'll kind of let you guys respond and I'll jump off the way I always do. And uh, again, thank you for your service. And I always say Frankie J out.
1: I appreciate you. And there he goes. (laughs) No, you know, I I 100% (laughs) agree with him. And the biggest problem we have, and this is where a lot of people, he doesn't want to get political. uh, But one of the biggest problems that we do have is there is no term limits for anybody in the seat other than the presidential seat. And I believe we do need term limits because we do need now I'm going to say we need younger individuals, but I'm going to tell you right now, we don't need the woke individuals in there. We need maybe a mixture. Okay. Maybe we can get a mixture, but okay. Cause I don't agree with the woke generation, right? I don't 100%, but I do yeah, believe, yeah. I do believe we need more veterans on the seats out there who have experienced war, who have experienced trauma because they know they know what our military needs. We do need more, more I guess, more, less politicians. And I think that's why Trump was liked by so many people because Trump was not a politician, right? He was a businessman. And that's why... The politicians and the people don't like him. Yeah, some of the shit that guy said, Trump was, was stupid shit, right? It was stupid. You're like, why the fuck would he say that? What a fucking idiot! But it was. I thought
3: he was hilarious. <laughs> oh, he dude, was I, fucking great.
1: I did laugh my ass off. I will I, I lo- admit, I missed the mean tweets. But what I'm just saying that that's why he was loved by so many, though, right? Because he wasn't a politician, and that's why he was hated by the politicians because he wasn't. I believe we do need to mix it up up in the the house. I 100% agree with that. And I do agree with that gentleman that we do need more people in the mental health field. Uh, Maybe we need more funding as far as advertising to get people in there. Maybe we need bigger incentives. It's a tough business being, right, listening to someone's stories, listening to someone tell you about their traumatic experiences and be able to deal with it. Because when you're listening to their stories, it's... Not that you're like living it, but you kind of are because you're living it through that person's eyes that's telling you their story. And that alone in itself can be daunting. I mean, if we sat there and Johnny went to deep details about his stories in Iraq, that's going to feed off into people's brains for hours, if not days. Um, but Johnny what's I don't your think
2: take? I'd be able to do that. I, I, really don't, I really don't think I'd be able to do that right, in this setting. That's why it was so, you know, I didn't go into detail with anything, not just because of TikTok, but because you, like you said, I always tell people there's a pin video of an Air Force article that they wrote about me because I don't want to tell anybody what happened. Right. I believe that my father uh, checked in or whatever. Um, If my father was watching, I don't know if he was, that would be the first time he's ever heard about any of this stuff because I didn't tell my family nothing. Right. Um, real quick though, I, the only thing I wanted to say is the they have a budget, right? right? They have a budget. They just don't use the budget, right? So, looking right here, the newest budget is $497 million for suicide prevention for the VA. They use about 5 to 6 million of that per year. That's what they use. So the way budgets work, because I was an NCO in the army, I had a $13 million budget in Iraq, right? Right. The way budgets work is you can shift money around to where it gets to somewhere where the money can be pulled out, right? Not all budgets can be pulled out, but if supply comes to me and I've got, and they need a million dollars worth of equipment, but they're over budget, they can just say, hey, order this, and I'll say, no problem, because it's supply, I need supply to show up when I need supply to show up. Take it, I don't need it. All I was gonna do is, you know, take my soldiers to the range. (laughs) Like, that's the way budgets work everywhere. So, if they can get you to not get, What is all budgets are voted on three to five years in advance. Okay, so when a budget's being implemented, that money has been set aside three to five years ago. So if they can get you to not take that money that you're entitled to, then they get to shift that money to another budget and shift it to another budget until everybody gets what they want. That's how they that's how they do this. And just imagine how much money they save when someone like me decides I don't want to keep going, which I wouldn't do that. It's not worth it. But they save a lot of money when that happens. That's why they don't do anything about it. It's not because they don't have the budget. It's not because they're overwhelmed. It's because they save money every time it happens. I'm sorry, but that's the
3: truth. Sounds about right. I buy that. Oh, 100%. Man.
2: I apologize. I didn't mean for it to be that way, but they save a lot of money.
1: Right. So Stephen A over on YouTube says we shouldn't send money to foreign countries until we take care of our vets and homeless. Our country should come first. I would 100% agree with that statement. 100% agree. I do believe that we're sending way too much money to third world nations right now. Um, especially in a current situation that we are in, I think we've spent way, sent way too much money over to Ukraine. Um, Germany, Germany. Yep. So like Germany
2: increased their military spending above their GDP.
1: Really? Are we building
2: the fourth, right? Hmm.
1: Johnny's got some deep shit, Gary. <laughs> sorry i apologize no i apologize st- johnny bro, but johnny it, stop apologizing my man
2: you you turned off the tiktok and said that i could speak freely 100 so, yeah. percent.
1: no no man like yeah, i said the fil- yeah. the filter's off man the filter is off i gave my disclaimer someone saying johnny for 2024 over here in the uh youtube tw- <laughs> hey you actually thought about running listen, for a seat in congress though haven't you where are we talking about? I that? have,
2: I have. Yeah, yeah. there's there's some veterans that are currently in seats in Congress in my state that I've actually had conversations with. Um, I've told them that I completely disagree with what they're doing because all they're doing is fighting with the other side instead of actually doing what they know how to do. Like, I mean, if if you're a special operations guy That means that you can go in and set up an entire country by yourself. So if you get a seat in Congress, I expect you to do something. When the freeze happened in Texas, Dan Crenshaw did nothing for his people. He did nothing. He's a Navy SEAL and he did nothing.
1: Wouldn't be me. And when you hear him saying that, too, and this is where I will go a little bit off my political side. you know, the favor saying, united, we stand, divided, we fall. And one of the biggest things we are seeing within our country now is the biggest division that we haven't seen in a very long time. And this is the right versus the left. And as much as I hate to say it, we do all need to come down to a middle ground and start uniting. Because to be honest with you, in my eyes, this is what the media this is what the government currently wants they want this division because the division blinds you from everything else that is happening if you're currently fighting with either the left or if you're on the left and you're fighting with the right, or in between they're getting away with other stuff because you're too busy fighting against each other and that's mine for everybody knowing johnny just got a phone call and johnny's currently (laughs) welcome to the lives of the mark g show everybody so Gary, no man. So you you've heard this, you've kind of been quiet over there, my brother. I mean, what's what's I just
3: you? you know, I don't I don't know much about Johnny's story, so I'm just kinda listening in and um observing, you know. Like gotcha. I he's got a very interesting story. So it's it's cool to just kind of sit back and soak it in.
1: Gotcha. So what I'd like to do right now, though, is where we're at in this point. I mean, we've already gone an hour and a half in on this podcast. I mean, it's phenomenal. So what I'd like to do right now is open this up. We'll do a quick five to ten minute questionnaire for anybody else that's on wisdom. If you'd like to come in, got a question for Johnny, or maybe you want to speak your piece on the podcast, please. This is a live recording session that will be on Apple and Spotify. Please feel free to chime in on the wisdom app. For anybody on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right now, if you guys are listening in, feel free to uh, ask your questions within the chat, and we'll throw them up on the screen so everybody can see your question, and whoever the question's for, we, we can try to answer it, unless it's a panel-wide question, and then everybody on the panel can go ahead and take our chances of answering it. Um, but meanwhile, while we're waiting to see if any of these questions or anybody uh, sends a request to talk again like we had earlier on Wisdom, uh, let's go through some stuff. I mean... I got a question.
3: I got a question. What do you do to like, keep yourself in line and check? Like what's your, what's your, do you have a mental checklist? Do you have a fitness program? Do you have anything that like you occupy yourself with to just stay on point? Like what's your,
2: um, I mean, I, I used sports cards, you know, Collectible sports cards, autographs, jersey cards, or whatever. I use those for a long time, and I still. If you look, it says Card Studio. It Says Card Studio because okay. uh, I still do. I still do ha- have cards. I, I whatever, but I have found um, that TikTok is it's really good. And I think if more veterans got on TikTok and started p- making content, going live and interacting with the people on there that would like to let them know that they love them, you know what I mean? And get away from all these trolls and, and get to the people that really want to be there. Like, I think I, I, it's helped me a lot, tremendously, because seeing seeing people tell me that they're happy It makes me happy And that's I think we need more of that In really like just in general In life I think we need to like Seeing each other happy We we need this crab in a barrel stuff to stop
1: Right. he also has a special activity Like you as well That's where I'll leave that on that part too hmm. <laughs> Uh Stephen A, hashtag vet vet power, new TikTok team. Yeah. Uh, <clears> Stephen <throat> A also had a message for you, Gary. Says, damn it, Gary, that was my question.
3: Well, <laughs> it's always gonna be where I lead, you know, fitness programs, hobbies, you know.
2: I, I do. Uh I I recently did the uh Murph challenge. Okay. Um you guys, you know what? yeah i challenge you i've done a challenge all right mark g you got to do the murph bro it's 400 pull-ups 300 push-ups no 200 pull-ups 300 push-ups 400 squats and run two miles
3: all in one shot well you run a mile you run a mile Mm -hmm. you do three uh 300 no, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then you run a mile. But you're supposed oh, to do probably. it, RX, is with a, with a vest. Yep. So if you're a badass, you do it straight up, like one mile, then 100, 200, 300, one mile. I did, because I can't run, I did the equivalent on the assault bike. And then I partitioned all of the movements, and then I did another... But i still did the quantity i did the volume i just uh, well
2: i did set i broke it up into sets obviously yeah
3: i partitioned the shit out of that
2: yeah 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 i'm not doing no there's no doing uh 200 pull-ups straight
3: <laughs> no i mean you can break them up but like people do the like yeah people do that shit with a the vest they do it as prescribed that's a mm-hmm. fucked up workout
1: that's fucking nuts. Yeah, well, it is. I-, I can't tell you yeah. johnny you just probably put a smile on my brother's face when you sit there and challenge me on it because my brother up there has been trying to get me to do more pt because that's the one position that i've been slacking on quite a bit
2: it doesn't matter how long it takes you to complete the murph challenge you just gotta complete it one hour day. time cap fuck that one hour time oh cap. man that's that's i mean i can do it in that but that's not fair <laughs>
3: You're an ass. I mean, Mark Mark would I, not I, I walk ran on a treadmill. right for
2: a week. <laughs> Mark, run. A, no, I couldn't walk right for a week. Are you kidding me?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oof. It's a good one. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Definitely do a month of prep because you'll need it. That one
2: workout, though, you will see results off that one workout. Pe- people bro, do I that guarantee. shit every day
3: as a challenge. People do like a 30 day Murph challenge where they do Murph a, a Murph a day. So Those in other words, what, John, to be,
1: what Johnny's saying is uh, that him and I are going to schedule TikTok live events where we're going to do it together, and Dude, we'll do boxes let's do it. and you, we'll do TikTok lives.
3: You won't, you won't. Well, the you, need, thing, to, you well, need to get here's first the thing of all, though. Where are you going to do your pull ups? whatever that, you're doing, get some rings because you're not going to do pull ups, or get like the fattest band ever to help you do the pull ups. <laughs> like you're not going to do <laughs> it's so many pull ups, a hundred pull ups. Yeah, I, I did 200
2: plan. pull-ups. I did 200. Jesus Christ! I did 300 push-ups and 400 squats.
3: Yeah, Murph is supposed to be 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. So you, Savage. You, you did, you did Murph plus. Oh, you did <laughs> yeah, Murph yeah, yeah.
2: plus. Well, well, it was an actual seal that sent it to me.
3: Okay. Yeah, so they're doing so, Murph plus yeah i did the they're real probably one. doing it while holding their breath in 17 minutes
1: Stephen a i like your i like your decision <laughs> Stephen a one pull up set up and push up a day got it all right Stephen, i am that. We, we can do that Stephen. Stephen, we can hey, do that's that that's the Tip. start
3: of a legit fitness program i'm not gonna lie <laughs> a gotta start somewhere a push up if you can do an air squat in there too you're fucking locked in
1: all right what the leg <laughs> Oh shit. All right guys. Well, it looks like we're not getting any more calls in through wisdom and it looks like um, the chat's kind of quiet down. So what we'll do is we'll do the outro. Uh, Johnny, just hang on after the outro. We'll kill the feed, but you will, us three will still be in the same box my man. And uh, yeah, we'll end it out. You guys ready for it? Johnny got a kick out of the intro. We'll see how he thinks of the outro. Here we go. That was dope.
0: You've been listening to The Snowflake Melter, The Mark G Show. Mark is your everyday hardworking business owner that loves America. And he certainly doesn't mind telling it like it is. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. To send an email, it's on air at themarkgshow.com. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Mark G Show. See you next time.
1: Stand by. Bye, social media. And we are off air. (laughs) What'd you think, Johnny? First time we're doing a podcast. What'd you think? Oh, shit.